Mike, you know one of my favorite Quentin Tarantino movies is Inglorious Bastards. So there's a scene in it, you haven't yeah. seen it, which you need to make, make time to see it. So there's a scene okay. in Inglorious Bastards where Lieutenant Aldo Rain is explaining to the Nazi soldier, Wilhelm, what exactly constitutes a Mexican standoff. And he's like, no, you gotta have guns on me for it to be a Mexican standoff. He's like, hey, you got a machine gun. We got grenades. You shoot, we throw grenades. That is a Mexican standoff, and that was not the deal. No trust, no deal, right? You know, so anyway, reason I referenced that today is because I'm fascinated by these Mexican standoffs going on in the NFL that are holding the NFL hostage right now between okay. or among I should say the Packers Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and then of course between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson who we'll get to momentarily but I want to start if, if you don't mind I want to start with Rodgers and the Packers for two reasons one I just left the NFL owners meetings uh, in Phoenix okay. a lot of news came out of that Two. The Jets are on the clock, and I'm not talking about the NFL draft. The Jets now own the dubious distinction of the longest drought in yes. North American professional sports Wow! without a playoff appearance. It's now a dozen years because the Sacramento Kings, we'll also talk about them later, ended a 16-year yep. drought, uh, a 16-year postseason drought. So now the Jets, congratulations, you won something. You are now you're leading something. You've gone the longest without appearing in the postseason, which is why I come back to what I said before, which is that the Jets, not the Packers, See, they that. have the most pressure and therefore See. less leverage when it comes to acquiring Aaron Rodgers, who I said at the beginning, yeah. if you're the New York Jets and you lie to Derek Carr allegedly, about he could be a Hall of Fame quarterback if he won in New York. If you're the New York Jets and you decide, like everybody else, not to go after Lamar Jackson, why are you trying to get a quarterback who claims that when he went into the darkness, he was 90% retired? So here's what, here's what I want to get into. All right, this is what pisses me off today. This is what pisses me off today. And Charles Robinson is going to be on the show tomorrow. And I saw Charles at the owners' meetings. And he was like, Mike, save it for the show on Friday. I'm like, nah, I'm pissed. Because this is, this is the dumbest shit I ever heard, with all due respect, okay? Yeah. Right. Reportedly, and by reportedly, I mean Charles Robinson of Yahoo, giving credit where it's due, our boy Charles. Charles says that Rogers saying on McAfee's show that he was going into the darkness, he was 90% retired, gave the Jets pause, and now the Jets want protection in the form of draft compensation in 2025 should Rodgers decide not to play in 2024. Right. I say two words to that, Michael. Two words. Two Tough words. Shit. Here. Tough yeah. shit. Okay? Because that's not how it works. Do you think when the, Pan when the Panthers did their trade with the Bears for the number one overall pick, they say, hey, look, in the event that this C.J. Stroud guy doesn't work out, can we have like a draft pick back in case he's a bust? Like that's what you get for wanting to trade for putting all your eggs in the basket of a guy who may play for one year. Understandably so because you're desperate because you ain't made the playoffs in 12 years. So right. you don't get to ask the Packers for protection. There ain't no money back guarantee. This ain't in the fine print. Ain't no warranty. 
Ain't, ain't no return policy. Ain't no 30 day return policy. You don't get to ask the Packers for a draft pick in the event that the quarterback that you're paying for and therefore assuming his contract decides not to play after one year. Tough shit. See, get the damn deal done. This is why you ain't made the playoffs in 12 years. Get the deal see, done. You know, it's, it's funny. It's funny because we got family here. A brother from another y'all family. We appreciate y'all listening. Ride with us. So. I'm going to tell you, family, what's happening here. Uh, Mike kind of told you about it. He dipped his toe in the water. Let's just go in all together. He had an argument with Charles Robinson at the <laughs> owner's meeting. So you ever talk to somebody and they kind of replay the argument and they start getting mad again? And so they, I kind of did. If it was on the I phone, did. if it was on the phone, <laughs> they mean. start doing their hair like this. Wait, they're doing, they're doing like, his hair like this. Like, and then I told him. He told me on the phone. On the but phone. Like, and I looked at the phone like. Because <laughs> he, he was like, because I'm like, Charles, this is ridiculous. I've never heard of like, we want protection. Like, what do you mean protection? Don't trade for him then. Don't trade for him if you want protection. Then Charles, and yes, I'm then having this argument Charles with Charles had the nerve too. to say. <laughs> Charles had the nerve yeah. to say this. Then I told yeah. him, like, yo, man, why you yelling at but me, though? No. But, but, but you feel, okay, I'm sorry. Let me calm down. Let me calm down. I've been, I've been, I've been annoyed I by this for two days. But you feel me, though, though. You oh, feel me, though? We had noticed. Are you, feel, are you picking up what I'm putting down? I, I do. I do. I do feel it. That's why I think, like, I understand. They both, to use your analogy, they both are armed with weaponry, and they both have a case. Well, hey, listen, if you don't do this, uh, you don't do this for us. Well, look what you got to deal with. And then they can say, well, hey, if you don't do this for us, what are you left with? I mean, even Joe Douglas had to come out and say, no, no, we're not interested in Lamar Jackson because we it would be disingenuous because we got our plan. And everybody knew what he was talking about. The plan is Aaron Rodgers. They've, t- they've got Aaron Rodgers as offensive coordinator. They got one of his, his boys in Albert Lazard. They got everything. They got it all set up. They got it they, all set up. Thank you. They, Joe, Joe Namath is like, you can Ain't take no number 12. <laughs> Ain't no turning fine. back. They didn't Everybody cross the waiting Rubicon. for him. Point of no right. return. So, so I got it. The Jets are committed. But the Packers, I, I just wonder, like, whose side you on? Because the Packers, they're already spoken it into existence. Hey, hey, Aaron Rodgers one day says, Murphy, the team president, he's going to be in the Packers mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. He had right. a great he's career. Had a good you already talking about him in he the past. He had a great years. career. I got hey, it. We know. Yes, I got hey, it. Yes. Jordan. Jordan's a good kid. And all that stuff. We're looking forward to Jordan. Matt Lafleur. Same thing. We can't expect Jordan to be uh, Aaron Rodgers. So who who needs it more? Who needs it more? That's what it really comes down to. Does the, the team that ain't been to the playoffs in twelve years? That's okay. the team that yeah. needs it more. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> like, I mean, that's come cute. on. That's cute, Mike. But. Can the Green Bay Packers really afford, truly afford, to have Aaron Rodgers come back and say, okay, well, I'm not going anywhere, and now he's sitting on your salary cap in no, June, I, which changes this, this everything. They can't afford no, that. This this isn't somebody with a house, and you're knocking on their door saying, I want to buy your house, and they're saying it's not for sale. That's not what this is, okay? Like, they need to trade Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying they don't need to trade Aaron Rodgers. Right. I'm saying, comparatively speaking, the Jets need to trade for 
Aaron Rodgers more than the Packers because it has been ongoing conversation about who has the leverage here. They both have some leverage. I believe the Packers have more because they have what the Jets want got the and guy. so desperately need, they got which, the is, guy. which is right. quarterback stability. But for, to me, for the Jets to have the audacity, to have the nerve to say, yeah, we want him, but just in case he doesn't play in 24, we want some protection. That's not how this works. That's not how this works. Okay, well, it might be right. how it works. It might it might be how if it I'm works. If I'm the Packers, so, uh, that's to, a non-starter because it's not my problem. It's not my okay. problem if he decides not but to play for you. Welcome, welcome to my problem, world. Kinda. Welcome to our world. We've been dealing with this shit for 20 years. Going back to Brett Favre, welcome to my world with a quarterback deciding whether he wants to play or not. That's the bed you want to make. You have chosen Mike. to be bedfellows with a guy who goes into darkness to decide whether or not he wants to make $60 million this year. If that's the choice See, you want like, to make, deal with it. Deal with it. But this, but this is business, that's though. This I'm is saying. business. The last, thing, the last thing I'll say on this one, is this is yeah, just the fundamentals. Lamar. This is the fundamentals of business. Okay, you want something to happen. Okay, the other side wants school. something to happen. You ain't you ain't feeling what they're saying totally. They're not feeling what you're saying totally. And you got to figure out a way to meet in the middle if it happens. Now, somebody might be saying, "Oh, I'm not compromising. Compromise or die." You know, no compromise. Shout out Fela Anna Kalapo Kuti. No compromise, right? Okay, if there's no compromise, there's no deal. So no it trust, is no deal. how it works. <laughs> no guns, a, me, no right. guns, you. No trust, no deal. Yeah, if, you got to watch this movie. They are gonna, <laughs> if they're gonna make this happen, if they're gonna make this happen, that is gonna be how it works, and they're gonna have to meet the Jets. They're gonna have to address the Jets' fear, the Jets' skepticism, and help them out, just a little bit, perhaps, perhaps, and maybe, maybe. Maybe the compromise will be how high of a pick they get in 25. I just think respectfully because I, I like what the Jets are doing. I like Robert Sala, I like Joe Douglas. I just think it's kind of lame. I, I, just, I just think you want it both ways. I just think it's like you want it both ways. Like, hey, we want the guy, but just in case he decides to play, well, convince him not to. They're both something. trying to win it. They're both trying to win that's the deal. That's the problem. And neither, Ooh, Lord, that's and the problem. What? And neither Get the one deal of them is done. Stop trying to win it. Okay, that brings Stop me to, to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, because now I I have no idea where this goes, and I have no idea what card Lamar Jackson should play. So I don't know if you guys thought about this earlier in the week. Sorry, I was in Phoenix, but when I first heard about the trade demand that Lamar Jackson broke the news uh, about his trade demand or trade request back on March second, I said, well, of course he requested a trade. Because when you're representing yourself in negotiations and you're not hearing what you want to hear, what other recourse or response do you have other than to say, well, trade me? It's the most emotional response that one could provide in this circumstance, and it's to be expected. Of course, he requested a trade, right? But it takes a team, and so far there is none, which is confusing, confounding, and for that matter, infuriating. It takes another team to want to trade for Lamar. That team isn't out there, which we can get to that in a second. But right now, Lamar, his rights are held by the Baltimore Ravens. He's un, he's not signed. He's looking at a franchise tag or he's looking at not playing. And what worries me about Lamar is that if he's been this dug in about not having an agent 
and wanting a fully guaranteed contract so much so that he's not even negotiating with the Raiders as I understand it because he's never moved off his, off his position. If you're yeah. going to negotiate, you can't just stay at the same position no matter how many times the other side gives you an offer. So yes, yeah. he did respond. He did respond since his trade demand. The report is accurate since his trade demand. He submitted another proposal. That proposal was still a fully guaranteed contract. And so now what I worry about is that Lamar is so stubborn and I'm not that's not a criticism, but it's my concern yeah. that he's so stubborn that he would actually sit rather than admit defeat like he would actually sit out and not play rather than because he has no alternative because if nobody's going to trade for him and he either plays for the yeah. Ravens or no one he's backed himself into this corner because here's the thing about the trade request, right? When they gave him the non-exclusive franchise tender, Michael, right. he doesn't have to request a trade. You can go find one. You don't have to request a trade because you but because requested, you have permission to talk to you have permission to talk. But he to requested the trade first, though. But he requested the trade before they put the tag on him. No, but what I'm saying is yes. that is your trade permission in and of itself. Like right. you don't need to afford like it doesn't matter if you requested a trade. If you're a free agent, he's a free agent who was tendered. So if there's a team out there that actually wanted to trade for you slash pay you what you want, that team would have emerged by now. So your trade request falls on deaf ears, not just from the Ravens, but for the rest of the league because it's a non-exclusive tender. So in, inherently that is a trade mechanism. Find the team now. Lastly, the part about there being there not being a team, I still can't believe that what it like. I, I don't, not to open up a can of worms, but I said I was. I told somebody. No, open it up. I was open it up. Open it up. No, no, no. I'm but, angry. Well, because I'm angry. because I, but, well, okay, I'll give you the last word because I do want to like be respectful of time because we got some guests coming up. Yeah, I did yeah, want right. I did want to admit. I did want to admit that I was wrong. We once had oh, the worst segment. That's hey, it. Hey, we want, hey we, no, hold on, hold on. I ain't got to be angry. Hey, listen, I, I, I defer my let me, time. Let me load oh, up. Let minute. me load up my oh, guns. Oh, wait a minute here. <laughs> let <laughs> me load up my let guns. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. All okay. right, Cap. Right, here we go. Go ahead. I, I Take was your wrong. time. I, I got you. I got. I was wrong. Okay. Once upon a time, we had the worst segment in this show's history, and that's saying something. Westbrook. Westbrook. Well, we had no, not Westbrook. The second worst segment. The second worst. We had an argument for like a whole hour. This is actually connected to the Bengals about teams that want to win. Who wants to win and who doesn't want to win? That wasn't a bad. All right, listen. And I said, I submitted that one. I submitted that one for an Emmy. What you talking about? Oh, we didn't well, win it. My trophy, anyway, my, you know, I my trophy case still empty. I said, I thought it was pretty good. I said they all want to win. Some just want to win cheaply. Some just want to win their way. Others don't know that they don't know, but they all want to win. You like, they got a lot of teams out here that don't want to win. I'm like, no, I think they all want to win. They ain't all trying to win. Because you can't tell me that quarterback is the most important position in the game, if not all the sports. A 26-year-old MVP, damn durability issues. It's football. You said Newsflash. They all got durability issues, okay? Though, uh, he is available you can talk to him. 
You ain't got to sign him or trade for him. That's you right. You talk to That's him. That's right. Yes. Without, yes. Without, without it being a fine, without shout out Stephen Ross, without forfeiting a first round pick, you can talk to him and nobody wants to talk to him to yeah, see exactly. if, he, if, if maybe if maybe he'll come off the guaranteed thing. But yet you'd rather go and 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 talk to, and, 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 and salivate over unproven rookies. Yeah, this is okay. I'm floored by yeah, this. It, it, I don't, I don't yeah, care yeah, how difficult crazy. you think he may be. I would, he would have to reject me. He would have to have unreasonable demands. And the Ravens talk about winning the trade. The Ravens would have to have unreasonable trade demands for me to not explore and do wait for it due diligence on that guy. This is malpractice across the board. Thank I can, you. Forget Thank collusion. You. Respectfully it's incompetent. It's you have got, it's you have got to talk to this yes. dude. At least, at least bring him in for a visit. Sorry, but I was and, wrong. And, Everybody and, ain't trying to win. And, you're, and right. you're wrong. You're right. Okay. Everybody that, trying to win. Good. I, I got nothing else to say on it except for this. Call up that headline real quick. I know writers don't write the headlines. There was a headline. Hey, Lamar Jackson. I'm gonna make fun of it a little bit. Lamar Jackson situation proves that players need agents. This ain't about agents. It's not about agents. No, now get out of here with that corny stuff. It's not about the agent. Sure, he could probably use one. It would have helped the situation a little bit. But Mike, you said it. You mean to tell me a guy who's not going to be 27 until January? I was proving why players, including himself, need agents. Shut up. <laughs> That's not the issue. The issue is we got a 26-year-old guy who's not going to be 27 until January. His record as a starter is 45 and 16. That means he's won 74% of his games. Yes gotten hurt the last couple of years, but also referred to the NFL PA report. The Ravens had the worst training staff in the league. Is it a coincidence? I don't know, but they fired their staff. The, 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 the strength and conditioning coach gone. Players were tweeting about it. Former Ravens, current Ravens. Did that factor into Lamar's availability or diagnosis? Uh, I, I, it, it's, it's circumstantial evidence, and I want to admit it, Your Honor, for your consideration. So, you got a 26 year old guy. You haven't talked to him. The rule of good journalism, Mike, right, is not to go by hearsay. Go to the source if possible. And if you can't yeah. get to the source, go get as close as you can. All of these owners have the ability to talk to Lamar Jackson without committing, and they're not doing. All they keep saying the same thing. Well, I don't believe in guaranteed contracts, says Jim Irsay. How you know? How you know, bruh? How you know? You haven't talked to him. Oh, so you're going off of what uh, Bashadi said. You're going off of what he said or what you heard uh, in, in media reports, Cause, but you haven't done your own work, Arthur Blake, even if Jim Mersey. Even if you think the Ravens, who have a track record of getting deals done, okay, they're not a, they're not a cheap organization. The Ravens would, would fall into the category of they want to win. They typically do good deals and fair deals. They just don't want to do fully guaranteed for Lamar. Got it. But even if you're another team and you think, well, if the Ravens couldn't do a deal, how are we going to get a deal done? Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Like, yeah, right. like it, you know, or like, it, don't worry about nobody's feelings. The Atlanta Falcons pissed off Matt Ryan, franchise yeah. icon Matt Ryan last year, by pursuing Deshaun Watson. The Cleveland Browns ostracized, alienated, whatever you want to call Baker Mayfield, hurt his feelings by pursuing Deshaun Watson. So, hey, man, look. The Jets, do they care about Zach Wilson? No. Yes. So don't tell me that you're worried about the quarterback that you has right. that you already have his feelings by pursuing Lamar Jackson. It's like 
Maybe the only way an agent would come in because you could do it underground. You could do it off the record, off the books, whatever. I don't know. And maybe if you go to Lamar directly, it gets out. I don't care. It's like you got to see if there's a chance yeah. for you to get this dude. And if there's not, yeah, not at least you try. They're not going to gaslight me. They're not going to gaslight us. Don't tell me. Don't try to intellectualize and say, well, it's about the injuries. It's about the guarantees. It's about this. No, we know. We know what's up. We know it's like y'all all working together. All of the owners are working together. It's collusion plus. It's not just collusion. It's collusion and a lot of other stuff. Collusion is just the umbrella. When you get under but, that, but, chance, but that's fine. All, all but kinds wait. of all kinds of nasty stuff is happening. But Mike, team. but Mike, this is this collusion football and there's collusion like for reasons that transcend football. This dude being blackball like he kneel like he kneeled to protest police brutality against black people oh. because and here's what I mean because here's what I mean by that. It's like, okay. Yeah, okay. If nobody wants to give him the guaranteed contract fine. Nobody give him the guaranteed contract, but you can still explore whether or not he is amenable to anything less than a guaranteed contract. So to assume that if you talk to him, that's all he wants. You're not doing due diligence. If you talk to him, maybe, maybe you say it differently. I don't know, but you're acting as though this is his stance and he is unwavering from this stance when you have not investigated that for yourself. So it's beyond well, collusion. You said it, Mike. Listen, it's as if he protested. You know how these owners feel about that? It's as if Lamar Jackson is wearing a I am a man t-shirt because he's doing his own thing. He's going against the establishment and the establishment is trying to tell him know your place. I know that's provocative language, but that's what's happening here. That's exactly yeah. what's happening to Lamar Jackson. But I, I will say this about an agent. If he wants an agent, Maybe call the dude that got the Sean's contract. I don't know. <laughs> call call Mulligetta. <laughs> you want the Sean's contract? Go get that agent. I don't know. Do something, but solve it. So hell of a win. Congratulations to everybody for Clinton. <laughs> feel good about it, celebrate it, but at the end of the day, we also know what we want to do and what we want to accomplish. Uh, Keegan, hell of a job, young man. That's a fantastic yeah. We want to give them a lot more than we've given them so far already uh, because they're more than deserving of it. And, you know, when you have a fan base that's as intelligent, rabid, passionate uh, about not only their, 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 their team but their city too, you can feel it's a, it's a prideful thing. You just want, you want the world for them. And you're excited about it. Uh, we, want, uh, we want them to celebrate. Uh, but we, we also uh, know that they expect more from us and we expect to hopefully give them more. The drought is over. The Kings, as we all knew, this day would be here, but it's, it feels like it's been forever for Kings fans. The drought is over. The Kings are back in the playoffs. The drought is over. Vinny Goodwill is back. It's been forever since we saw a man, Vinny Goodwill. Or at least it feels like forever since we saw you, Vinny Goodwill. Um, since you saw All right, him. so... Since you saw Since I saw him. That's right. That's right, because Vinny's probably on the show more frequently than I am these days. Um, Vin, the Sacramento Kings, um, great story. How good of a team are they in the postseason? Let's get ahead of ourselves here because I believe they have statistically the best offense in NBA history. Uh, they got a shoe in for coach of the year. Why not Sacramento? Like, why does this have to just be a good story? Why can't they be a, a great postseason team as well? Or have they not taken the requisite steps that we have seen throughout NBA history? 
I feel like because it's not a familiar story, at least not yet, you, you talk about the franchise not having made the playoffs in almost 20 years and then going all the way to the finals or whatever the expectation was. Even, even as much as Golden State came out of nowhere in 2015, we were able to see them in that first round series against uh, the Clippers the year before take the Spurs to seven games or the six games uh, two years prior to. So we were able to see a stair-step process. But to your question, I see a lot of teams saying that they want to line up to get on that 3-6 line. You mess around and get embarrassed, right? Because one <laughs> thing one thing in, in this NBA, this NBA says that offense travels in the postseason in a way that it never used to before. The game does slow down a little bit, but when you talk about De'Aaron Fox, ain't no slowing him down. When we talk about yeah. Dematis Sabonis, ain't no slowing him down. Yeah, maybe Malik Monk and Keegan Murray and some of these other guys who haven't been through it before, maybe you'll have some questions about them. But you mess around and you think that you're going to you think that you gonna find you a real one well. in Sacramento, <laughs> and you mess around and get yourself put out. And that's going well, to be embarrassing it, if so that basically happens saying, for a team. F around and find out. That's basically what you're saying. <laughs> hey, that, hey, well, hey. That, that's that the F around line, the find out line. <laughs> it, it, they they converge at at the at the beam. That's where they converge at. Yeah. Hey, well, listen. Mike. Right now on that right right now on that line three six, we got uh, a, a California series, uh, but separated by what 80, 90 miles, Sacramento and Golden State. So. Is that does that stand for Golden State too? Y'all better watch out because Sacramento might get you because Golden State walk around like, yeah, yeah, we run this. Y'all all know we run this despite our record. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that for Golden State because I feel like when they push the button, when they stop messing around, when they defend, when they play at that highest level of intensity, they're probably the most bankable thing that you can count on in the Western Conference. And to be perfectly honest, considering I'll probably be West for the early rounds of the playoffs, my mouth is watering for some Phoenix Golden State hash, right? And I don't want to go into the kitchen and not find no hash or just find a swallow. You don't want to swallow. I want Phoenix. No, I don't want to swallow. I want Phoenix and Golden State at full of health as you can get. Hopefully, Andrew Wiggins can be back. But if we're talking about drama and everything else, that's cool. Now, don't get me wrong. Anything from four to six, you got the Clippers, you got the Warriors, you got Phoenix. Any one of those permutations that signs up in that four or five spot might be one of the best first round series that we'll have in a very, very long time. And then the other team will have to face the three seed Sacramento Kings. So there ain't no winning either way, in my opinion. Yeah. So, you know what? We gonna get to, I want to get to Durant and the Suns momentarily. But speaking of defend. And this is the objective journalist that you are. But this is the first time I can remember following your work the way I do. It's not often that you defend Kyrie Irving. Um, <laughs> but in your latest work, uh, you, you do just that against the accusations that the Mavs collapse is his fault. But before, before we get into your perspective on it, uh, this is Kyrie Irving from, uh, from last night, uh, sounding like me, letting the profanity fly. But it's understandable. Here's Kyrie just where we are in the season and where other teams are positioned already. It, it kind of looks like, um, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a right now, to be honest with you, because we're, you know, 37 and 40 and we're trying to fight and to get into the playing game. And it's not the expectations that I think any of us had in that locker room. 
Uh, I did not have Oklahoma City Thunder in a play-in tournament and Dallas on the outside looking in. How about that um, hat, though? How about that hat, though, Mike? <laughs> <Betty>? <laughs> but but y'all like that? It is, it, uh, yeah, for sure. But it, but it is a cluster. It is a cluster down there. Uh, what's the what's the source? What's the root of the Mavs' problems? And are they solvable? And if so, how? I mean, we yeah, can for, for, we, the long, we for the long term. For the long term. Yeah. 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 And the thing is this we love Mark Cuban as a figure, right? We, we Because of what he represents, so to speak. So to speak, Mark Cuban is this, was this young maverick owner that came in and shook up the world and he was vocal and he talked to the media and everything else. Mark Cuban is at the root of all of these problems. If you're asking me, if you're talking about 20 plus years of ownership, yeah, they've had the one championship with Dirk Nowitzki. But Dirk Nowitzki was doing a lot of carrying for some really mediocre Dallas Mavericks team. He had one all-star teammate after Steve Nash left in 2004. That was Josh Howard in 2007 when his team won 67 games. And of course, they got put up by Golden State in that 1-8. But when you look at the Porzingis trade, when you look at Dirk Nowitzki not having a lot of help, when you look at Luka Doncic not having a lot of help, the common denominator is not a Jason Kidd. It's not a Nico Harrison who just got there over a year ago. It's easy to blame Kyrie Irving because, you know, where Kyrie shows up, a fire starts. And then all of a sudden, you, you're thinking that Kyrie Irving is holding the kerosene. And usually he is, except in this case. And the thing was, when you traded for Kyrie Irving, you knew that you were giving up a lot of your defensive identity that helped you get to the Western Conference Finals last year. And you knew that Kyrie Irving was no type of defender, no type of stopper. You knew Kyrie was going to come in and get buckets. And that's exactly what he's done because he's trying to get his money. So if you look at Kyrie Irving, you said, man, we rolled snake eyes because we didn't get what we've expected out of you. That's your fault, not Kyrie's fault. Because Kyrie has done yeah. nothing but what he's always done with the exception of the drama because he's given none of the drama and all the production. It's all the other things around Dallas that's a hot-ass mess. Boom, mic drop. Okay, can't talk about Kyrie without talking about uh, KD. Um, now, KD, who has, I don't think the Suns have lost when he played, when he plays. I don't think they've lost this year. They're perfect when he plays. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Okay. KD has some comments to uh, the Athletic, to Shams, and he said, I don't care about legacy. He said, I used to. I used to want to carve out a lane or space in this game for myself that people can remember, but it's become too much of a thing now. It just becomes too much of a focus on other people. What's he done? What's he done? Comparisons. Before, when we when we wasn't doing all this debating, I cared about it. I'm about to be in the same breath as these type guys. It was big. Nowadays, I truly, truly don't care. He, prote he doth protest too much. He said, I truly, truly don't care. I truly just want to go out there and produce, be the best that I could be, go home, hang with my family, that's it. Yeah, bro. I don't believe you need hey. more people, and here's why. It's like you could, you could, you could not be obsessed with the legacy, but of course you care because that's what you're playing. That's what you're playing for. That's like, and maybe he's at a point where his legacy he feels is secure, so as not to care as much as he used to. But I'm sorry, I have a hard time believing. I have a hard time believing. It's like Kendall Roy saying this ain't got nothing to do with, with Logan Roy. I seriously don't believe you. I have a hard time believing that Kevin Durant does not care about legacy because that's a huge part of why the what drives the great ones throughout history. They've all cared about legacy. And I'll say this last thing, Vinny. 
If you don't care about it now, you for damn sure will care about it when you're done, when what you've done in life echoes throughout eternity. Well, I kind of believe him, and I'll bring it into, you know, I got relationship analogies for days, so. Oh, good. Come on, bring it on. Y'all ever been in a, a discussion, shall we say, with a significant other type? And for whatever reason, she's just not believing nothing you say. You can, you know, you can have diamonds in your hand, everything else. It does not matter. It's not that you've done anything wrong. It's just that right. she's not hearing you. And that comes to right. a point you say, you know what? Forget it. I'm not defending myself anymore. You can say that you can say whatever it is that you think. I'm just telling you what it is and I'm walking away from it. I think that's where Kevin Durant is as far as the legacy talk, because he feels like there is nothing that he can accomplish that will change the minds of the people who are talking okay. all the negative stuff about him. He feels like it's a so battle. I don't care what y'all have win. to say. So basically, I don't care what y'all have to say when it comes right. to my legacy. Listen. Okay, that's a that's a subtle difference. Or, okay, fair enough. Go ahead, or, 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 but I but I believe the bigger picture too. I, I clearly doesn't care what the media has to say about it, but I don't think he really cares about his recognition at this point in his career. Like we all reach a point in our careers where things that used to matter, whatever they were, mm-hmm. things that used mm-hmm. to matter, don't matter as much anymore. So Kevin Durant's gonna be 35 in September. He has accomplished a lot in his career. He has played for a lot of teams. He's seen a lot. Hey, look, don't dismiss Brooklyn. Don't dismiss the madness of Brooklyn and what what that may have done to him, how that may have altered and shaped his current thinking. So maybe he, he did he did care two or three years ago, but now that he's beyond that situation, he doesn't. Hey, look, look, Mike, it's like that text I sent you a while ago that you never responded to. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, Which one? But you don't care. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I, I, I do care, though. But I do care. I, I, hey, Kevin, I do care. Damn it. I sent you a text. I expect some kind of response. But I what sent I you said. a text a while ago. A Kendrick Lamar quote. It said, look, uh, I, I don't care about the recognition. How I'm perceived, that's God's decision. Right? And so I think that's where so, Kevin Durant okay. is right now. Okay. So I think there's a fine line. I think there's a fine line. I think. Yeah, go ahead, Benny. But I, I think we got to be careful whenever we talk about legacy. Legacy is what you leave behind. Reputation is what happens with you right now. I Where think, other people think of you. Yes. It's, and I think more so than anything else, the former players, what they think of Kevin Durant, his historical peers, I think that bothers him that the ones that don't view him in that way are the loudest detractors and the ones that hold the loudest mics, whereas most of the ones that really rock with him don't have the biggest microphones and he knows it's not a necessarily a battle that he can win. Remember, he went to Golden State and thought that winning those championships was going to fulfill him and then it didn't. So I, I do think it's a sliding scale with him of reputation, legacy, caring, not caring, and then being able to play basketball without all of the shrubbery of drama surrounding them too. Right. Because I think he's conflating because first of all, we're talking about a dude that's famously got burner accounts and and, 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 and responds and tweets and respond. Everything somebody say he got rabbit ears. Okay, so you gotta go tell me you don't care because like your you know, your body of work suggests that you do. Okay, so there is hey, I'm not getting involved in what's being said on inside the NBA or this talk show or that talk show because I'm in the same breath with those guys that I used to want to be in the same breath with. But when you compete and I, listen, I've never competed, but I'm sorry, like 
if you just want to hoop, you can go to the YMCA and do that. You know, if you just want to hoop, you could do that in the driveway. Like, he is competing for championships. Or if he just wanted to hoop, he could have stayed in Brooklyn and not cared. The fact that he wanted out and wanted a better situation, the fact that he went to Golden State, the fact that well, he's now going to that's Phoenix. That's not fair, Mike. That's not fair. No, I'm saying, I'm, it's not a criticism. It's, I'm not being unfair because I'm not criticizing him. I'm saying... When you compete for championships, championships by definition are about legacy. That you are etched, you are in, you are immortal when you hoist that that, that Larry O'Brien trophy. It's why they all care about MVP. It, they all care. All of them care well, is it, because it's, it's, well, it's what you, you leave behind. Vinny's point. But how about yeah? I want to hoop, but I just don't want it to be dysfunctional. That's why I went out of Brooklyn. I don't want out of Brooklyn because no, I'm thinking different. about a championship. But yeah, but but okay. you say if he, if, he, if he just wanted to hoop, he could have he could have just stayed in Brooklyn. No, because people are crazy. Everybody else was gone. Around is crazy. <laughs> but could it could it be possible? And that too, could it be possible that he wants to reach the highest point of his profession, or he just wants to get get the most out of his talent and enjoy playing basketball? And the championship yes. might come along with that. So if he gives if he goes to the NBA Finals, they lose. Is he saying, "Damn, my legacy"? I don't think so. Maybe, that, but that I would make him different both. than I think it can be every both. other great player to ever play, Vinny. Most great players, they may not be obsessed. They may not lose sleep over it, but they care about how they are go down and how they measure in history because they're, wait for it, competitors, Vinny. That's part of being a competitor. I, I think that's a huge part of it, too, but far for me to say that there has been another basketball player Who's been whose legacy and reputation has been debated from opposite ends of the spectrum, there maybe even unfairly as much there it is. as Kevin Durant. Not even LeBron James. That part because that, that, part. that was pretty linear. LeBron was pretty linear. He left Cleveland the first time. People got on him, and then they saw the vision later. Right? He left Miami, went to Cleveland. People saw the vision later, and then everybody saw that Lakers move for what it was. That turnaround hasn't necessarily happened. The vindication for Kevin Durant hasn't necessarily happened. He's been criticized at every turn. Criticized for going to Golden State, even though nobody wants to live in Oklahoma City. Criticized for teaming with Kyrie Irving <laughs> because he chose he not to go to the dysfunctional New York Knicks. He can't, he, in his mind, he can't avoid it, so why fight it? All I'm going to do is try to go hoop and prove to these dudes that I'm playing with that I'm better than all of y'all. And objectively, yeah. Kevin Durant is yeah. one of the top 15 players to ever play this game, and it might be even no a shorter list than that. Yeah, that might be being conservative. No, I meant you couldn't avoid taking a gratuitous shot at Oklahoma City. That's what I meant when I said he can't avoid it. I meant you. <laughs> like, like, strays. I'm going to start calling you strays. Nobody has ever been there. Everybody catching strays from Benny Goodwill. You ever been okay? <laughs> I'm, you ever been, I'm, I know, I know, Benny. Yeah. As I'm saying, Mike Smith, Mike Smith. You ever been to OKC? Touche. <laughs> no, touche. I'm, I'm, I'm no, I, no, I haven't. No, no I, gonna, I haven't. No, I haven't. So you're right. I haven't. <laughs> touche. No, I was going to ask you to say something good about it. That's all. Just tell me something good about it. Want to welcome our boy Connor Rogers to the club. One of the best clubs. The other club is is going to come next in a little while, depending on how quickly y'all decide to get down to business, but that's none of my business. Congratulations. Connor Rogers is this. He has outkicked his coverage and he is this incredible young ladies. <laughs> number one draft pick some she has decided 
that he is her franchise player. Congratulations, Connor. Welcome soon to be to the club. Congratulations on the engagement. Congratulations on getting the I do, my friend. Thank you so much, guys. What a uh, lovely intro. I really appreciate that. I know my fiance, Kristen, really appreciates that. So thank you so much. Shout out, and, shout and, out to Kristen. The, I, the, didn't the, want, and, I didn't want to say her name. Hey, Kristen. You know, and, and, <laughs> and the phrasing, and the phrasing that, that you put up there, man, that, that's like probably the most you, most time you spent crafting something, right? I mean, that is like, yeah, that was easily. just perfect. You're like, I got, I got to get this right. Like, it, it, yeah. It's short, but I got to get it right. Yeah, that took me longer than a mock draft or any kind of podcast I've ever done. I sat there on the notes app all day and I was like, I got one shot at this, so I better hit it out of the park. And I think that went uh, even better than the actual proposal. So listen, once in a while, I dust off the pen and could write a little bit here and there. You did. No, well I mean, done. like, well she, done. first of all, she plays Mario Kart. So well done. Great, great job on the scouting report there. And to my gym partner, that quietly outlifts everyone else. I just oh, know, there it is. The, the detail, the detail. Oh, there oh, it unbelievable. Is. There it All is. Right. Chris, shout out good to Kristen. Line. I didn't know if you want. I didn't know if you wanted everybody to know her name, but it's yeah, okay. But good. You said it. All good. Shout out to Kristen. Congratulations uh, on the pending nuptials. So uh, somebody is going to decide that Anthony Richardson is the one. Today was his pro day. He did what we know Anthony Richardson can do, which is throw the ball really far. Um, and and so on and so forth. Um, and we talked about this post combine, but at the owners meeting, Connor, and and since the combine performance, I'm hearing more and more reservations about Anthony Richardson and whether or not uh, he. We know he could put on the show at a pro day, but can he be a solid pro? Um, what are you hearing as the, as the draft creeps closer about whether Anthony Richardson? can actually translate to the next level and be a quarterback and not just the spectacular athlete that he's been. I know he's, I don't, I don't want to be unfair. He showed some good quarterback in at Florida, but so little of it in the, insofar as he only started for one year. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand the reservations, but I look at it the other way and go, man, there's so much more untapped with this guy. And when you look at the trajectory, yeah. he was so great in the second half of the season. He really cut down on the turnovers. He played clean football. The running gives him a floor that doesn't exist with a lot of different quarterback prospects. I think it existed with Lamar Jackson. And while Lamar came right. into the league as a fantastic runner, it helped elevate him as a passer. And I think Richardson can go through a similar trajectory at the next level. And, you know, I get kind of hung up here, guys. I, I hear a lot of people say he's raw or he's inaccurate. I think those aren't necessarily he has accuracy issues in the short range. But when you look at the intermediate numbers, because I just wrote him up a couple weeks ago, he was 53 for 87 in the 10 to 19 yard range. That is how you win in the NFL. That's what Joe Burrow does. That's what Patrick Mahomes does. Everybody loves the highlight reel, the big play, and he could throw the ball a mile. He has that in his back pocket as well. But you win by chipping away in that intermediate layer of the field. And Richardson was phenomenal in 2022 in that regard. He was accurate in that way. He threw for over 10 yards per attempt in that intermediate range. And when you dial in that running ability that also should count as short area passing, you really should package those yeah. together with a quarterback prospect. This guy like has that. it all. He just needs to play. He's 20 years right. old. He needs to play. And that's when the mechanics will come together more consistently. The decision making, yeah. which once again took a leap from September to November, that will come together as well. He's a top five pick in my eyes. And I don't know if he gets past the third pick Ooh. when somebody trades into oh, that Arizona what? spot. 
oh, he needs to Kai. play. And he needs to go oh. to the right situation. Okay, that's another oh. part. But Michael, he's an impressive kid with a great story. I got I told you I got to kick it with the, at the combine. I know he nailed interviews, Michael. All those dinners he had with the Panthers and Raiders last night. I know he nailed those. I want to bet, you know, you know, I can't help betting and it's legal everywhere. I'm gonna bet both of y'all. Ain't no way that guy's going in the top five. It's it, it, there's no way. It's too top Why five. No top five. Top Michael, five because hey, man. It, He's scary. It, we it, can make it, this bet. I so, I, okay, okay. Oh, let's make oh, the bet. Oh, let's make the oh, bet. Oh, 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 Connor said he's your huckleberry. Connor, Connor said he's your huckleberry. We'll do it. I, I just think he's scary. How, how many starts in his career? Is it eleven or thirteen in his entire career? How many starts is it for Anthony Richardson? Yeah, it's under. What's the nut? It's right around there. A, it is because he only started four or that he was a full season starter. So it's a low number that's under that 15 yeah. to 20 mark that a lot of guys get to, but that won't stop teams. It won't, whether it's the Colts at four, whether it's somebody going into three, whether it's somebody going into five, so, I, I'll be really surprised if we see a slide for Richardson on draft night. So uh, let me ask you this. How do you have, I, I probably jumped ahead here and we'll figure out what the bet is, but then again, I shouldn't be betting a man who's about to get married. You just focus. That should be your focus. Your, your focus should be, uh, uh, the wedding. How do you have the quarterbacks ranked? Like you know, your your top five quarterbacks. Who are who are they and why? Yeah, so there's three tiers for me in the top five. Tier one is Bryce Young, who's number one overall, and then C.J. Stroud, not too far. And then tier two in his own is Richardson, and he's still a top 15 player. Um, the quarterback tax means he will be drafted much earlier than that. He's in a tier of his own. And then you get to tier three. That's where it's Will Levis and Hendon Hooker. It, really, those guys should be drafted at the top of the second round and taken as developmental players. Hooker, because he's coming off the ACL tear, he's going to need time. Well, let me, Levis, because, well, let me jump yeah, in. go ahead, Michael. Let me, let me jump in on because I, I, I definitely want to get to Hooker. Sorry to interrupt you, but I want you to kind of like focus on this, if you don't mind. I was reading your draft notebook, uh, which was great uh, over at NBCSports.com. And you talked about and this. It's the first time I and it never dawned on me, but it was the first time I saw somebody bring up this point. It was brilliant. Coming off the ACL, sneak into the back of the first round to get that fifth year option on him and give yourself more time, give him a longer contract, even though he's 25. That would that seemed like a brilliant maneuver. And Hooker, I'm biased. Michael and I talked to him. He was fantastic. He's a, he presents well, sharp kid. I know he's nailed interviews as well. But what is it? Fifty-eight touchdowns and two interceptions in two years, and uh, you know uh, he he can run as well. Like I know our boy Chris Sims has got him right there with Bryce Young in his second tier, and I've heard nothing but great things about him and Hooker, but for the injury and to a lesser extent the age, is he somebody who could go a lot higher than people project? I think so. And to bring up the number you were pointing to, he's thrown five interceptions on 631 pass attempts over the last two seasons. Wow. That's elite ball security in the SEC. I don't care what offense you play in, what receivers you're throwing to. That is a special ability. And he only got better this year. He had nine turnover worthy plays in 2021. He had four in 2022. So he's improved. It doesn't matter that he's an older quarterback prospect. And back to the original point. I don't ever want to say an injury benefits a guy, but if you're looking for the glass half full, if he's not ready to start this year, I want that fifth year option. I want to take him in the first round and I want five years of team control plus two franchise tags for Hendon Hooker. I don't want to wait till day two and then you could blink and it's already time to get paid if he has a really good year when he's ready to play. So 
I think he's somebody that uh, you watch how efficient he's been, how productive he's been. The only area where he needs significant improvement, and it's for all of these guys besides Bryce Young, is under pressure. His numbers drastically mm. dropped off when he was pressured. It was about 23% of his dropbacks. It's not a great sample. Mm. He struggled in that way. But all young quarterbacks mm. do besides Bryce Young, who's added this world under pressure. So who you got? Who, who's your number one? Who's going? Well? Who's Carolina? It's Bryce team? Young. It's Bryce Young, and I'm fascinated to see why, how Carolina balances this. Because Chris, Sanders, they very Chris well could Sanders take Stroud. Has Stroud? What, what? What's the? Why do you put Young over Stroud? I think what's in between Young's ears is special. I haven't seen a quarterback be able to see the field pre-snap and post-snap the way this guy does besides Joe Burrow. That's it. That's the list right there of college quarterbacks that have come into the league since I've been scouting that when they see the field, they understand zone coverage. They understand man coverage. They understand layering throws at all three levels. They understand timing. Um, they don't look down at the rush when the rush is coming his way. He's got a twitchy lower half that he can reset. I think Bryce Young is special in the sense of how he operates in bad situations, the ability to lift the team out of bad situations is very, very unique. So if a team can get over the size outlier part, which is going to be tough, and it might be a reason that Carolina opts for Stroud, who is absolutely a tier one quarterback for me this year, really, really good prospect, but not the same yeah. player when passing under pressure and pre-snap uh, that Bryce Young is. Bryce Young is in a league of his own in those categories. I've had a, I had a coach. I said this before. I had a coach at the combine tell me that Bryce Young could be an NFL offensive coordinator tomorrow. Um, and Spot I think on. the Texans, Alabama, Alabama tie with D'Amico Ryan's and Nick Casario. Listen, kind of like relationships, Connor. As we close this conversation, and we started off with a relationship that is blossoming that you have going, and now about to take that next step. It's like when you got a good one, and that's what you know. If you got to move on, you're looking for a lot of that, those same qualities. If you're Nick Casario and you got a guy in Bryce Young that carries himself like a Tom Brady, you're praying that's the guy that you get in Houston. So well, I, I, I think the, the Texans would love to see Bryce Young at two if the Panthers go ahead and take Stroud at one. So, uh oh. Well, the only they thing, would be Mike, Mike for joy. Yeah, Mike, you said the only thing is you said you got a good one, you got to move on. No, let's not move well, on. God, God, no, God forbid you got to move on. Yeah. Okay. Connor and Kristen going to be right. together forever. Congratulations, <laughs> brother. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, I'll guys. It was great talking to you. Analysts. All right, brother. Take care. Take it easy, guys. Hey, uh, speaking of Belichick, uh, speaking of Brady, Yo, I didn't have a problem. Maybe I'm just, maybe I just like arrogance and cocky. I didn't have a problem with Belichick's response. Why should Patriots fans have confidence in this team the last 25 years? I was like, talk your shit, Bill. I loved it. But he clarified nah, it and said that I rested on his laws. I didn't take it that way. I took it as, First of all, what? look at our body of work. Did you have a problem with it? Uh, 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 no, no, yeah. The same guy who says, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. I, it, it, last year, it's the new, it doesn't matter, new season. Always talking about being in a moment. Now you're trying to go back 25. You're claiming 25 years? You weren't even here 25 years ago. Nah, man. <laughs> nah.